Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode number 440 of the Material Podcast. I'm Andy Notko, and I'm talking in my uh, after-hours NPR voice, not because we're recording late, but because that cough is still kind of lingering. And the less stress I put on my voice, the less chance there are that the cough that is, let's just say it's, it's on an elevator that's sort of stopped at a middle floor. And I can see that either it's going to get off at that floor, no problem, or it's going to get all the way to the top. But one of the ways for me to stop doing that is to make sure that I speak in a measured tone. Flo, how are you today? Florence Ion. Well, I almost missed this podcast today. Let me tell you why. This Fitbit Charge 6, not really notifying me of things. (laughs) It's telling me if I'm going to go to heart rate. It's telling me if I make my steps for the day, but it's not telling me if somebody sends me a Slack or a text message or a signal message. I've just been missing messages left and right. Do you know what I missed this week in particular, Andy? You're going to love the irony of this, by the way. But do you know what I missed this week because of this notifications issue? Um, Monday afternoon, which was probably the last day that you could reheat turkey and would still be safe to eat. And so you missed that notification. You made yourself a turkey sandwich Tuesday. You were desperately ill with a lower GI thing that's better with best less not described. I am really glad that that was not my situation. See, now it feels now 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 you now it feels like you 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 came out ahead. I'm glad. I'm glad it was here for you. Well, what did happen is that my neurologist called me with the results of my second MRI. I have shared this publicly on social media so I'm not like, you know, shying away from <laughs> this detail. But I missed the whole Sorry, conversation Jim. that I was supposed to have with him about the results of the MRI, all the confusing stuff that I found on there. He ended up emailing me, which was great. I'm so glad that exists for all the other awful things that it is American healthcare. Uh, <laughs> but, but I just found it ironic because this thing that I'm supposed to be wearing as a wellness helper completely botched the notification that I needed. Yeah. The simple notification that I needed to know that my phone was ringing. Like, I didn't get a buzz at all. That sounds like something that purchasers of really bad HTC gummies are going to... Is that HTC? What, what's the what's the marijuana thing? The, the, the wacky oh, THC. THC. Okay, but I love that you said HTC because they are an uh, Android manufacturer. Or rip. <laughs> so, I, I you know. I have I have never I have I have never uh, sampled the devil's rhododendron, so I I don't know I don't know like how many of the marijuana pills you take for like one like. So you asked hit. the California native to tell you. <laughs> I took a, I took a guess. Just doing and- what I can, although your state technically had it before my state did. Also, gay marriage. That's right. We copied you from gay marriage and weed and war with the British. <laughs> Oh God! That's... We're we are we are we are like the early well, we adopters. Had it with Mexico first. Well, I mean, from what I've been reading, because I'm like anyway. Gu- anyway, Andy, so- I almost soldiers, missed soldiers podcast. with guns or soldiers with guns. But I'm sorry, yes, exactly. largest armada in the world that controlled an entire empire, and we said, "Hey," and we held up our hand and said, "Pick one finger." Let's see if we're, we're thinking about the same finger, King George, and your so-called Navy. Hessian mercenaries, bring them on. Okay, so I'm, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I had, so I, I had some, I had some trouble putting together the show today 
Because why, 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 why do companies take a feature that's incredibly important and valued and just decide, you know what, I'm going to like put all of these marbles in a big old barrel and I'm going to shake them up and shake them up and pour them back out into the user interface. And that's going to be the user interface. Why? You know what? It's a month and a half before the end of the year. I can't think of anything else. Any other real project is going to take Uh-oh. up too much time and ever. Yeah. So simplest feature of Chrome ever, which is just bookmarking. You create a bookmark. It saves a bookmark. Done. And we've talked about this before that uh, so Doing much. Doing it for of, ages. Exactly. Uh, uh, but but me particularly, bookmarking things in Chrome is like the cent- one of the biggest central hubs of like my, my workflows. Everything mm-hmm. I do starts with whether I'm actively researching something or just sort of trying to keep current on the news. It's, an, it's an, a piece of information that has to be bookmarked in Chrome. And so and and it works great. It's for for years it's worked the same way, a very rational and logical way where click bookmark and then it will in see this is always what defined like why I thought the desktop version was uh was fi- was fab and the mobile version on my phone was annoying. Uh on the mo- on, on the mobile version when you cr- when you click a bookmark and you want to put it in a specific place, it shows you Every, your entire bookmark folder structure and you it's up to you to navigate this find the folder that right. you want to get at you can't simply like pin stuff to the top okay whereas on the desktop hey that's you know what you know how i could help andy out i could just have a little pop-up menu right next right above that click that button he has to click to make the the, the bookmark commit mm-hmm. and i will populate that with the most recently used folders and they decided that you know the you know, you know the version that Andy thinks sucks. Why don't we bring that to the desktop instead? So as a result, like whenever I'm taking, whenever I want to bookmark a tech story uh, again, either, if I want to put it where it belongs, every single time, and this is several, this could be several times an hour, I have to like click. <laughs> if it's if it's not the same place, I, I just bookmark something. I have to again click on. Uh, click on uh, not even a pop-up but a little like embedded link inside the little dialog box and then again scroll 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 through folders that are organized by topic but also by year and by month and find the tech news for november folder and drop it in there whereas something that used to take no time now is so difficult that i just have to remind myself that okay it's time to get things together for choose a topic rundown for uh, material this week I'm going to just look through all uh, three different folders because <laughs> shortly into this endeavor, I got so sick of it that, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm because I, I, I'm, I'm literally like at this, at the grocery store waiting in line and I've just wanted, I just checked Reddit or something for like, for the, what's mm-hmm. going on. Ooh, I should follow up on that. And it's like, am I going to spend the next, am I going to delay the people behind me in line because I need to spend time? No, I'm just going to simply save it where it lies. It's like, uh, <laughs> It's like you took something easy and you made it harder. It's like you think it's funny or something. Google, why? Oh, well, speaking of that this week, right? Uh, and this is not in our rundown, but uh, I did write about how Google got rid of the animal of the day command Yeah, with the assistant, which is a very small little thing, but it's such a marker of such a big, a much bigger thing that's happening. It gives people joy and therefore it had to be eradicated. It had to be murdered mercilessly ever, that's what i wrote in my write-up ever, ever since google was bought out by those venture capitalists 
you know, by, by that investment group in South Dakota that now they're all about the bottom line. They have to be asked, hey, Google, I understand that you've got this budget for creating new animals every now and then. Like, how does that increase shareholder revenue? And when the answer was no, they said, okay, you're going to get rid of it. I'm sorry. You should have, you know, you shouldn't have accepted our it's... buyout offer. We are, we are a team of 18 orthodontist event, uh, investors in South Dakota. We think we know how to run Google better than you do. I don't even well, know why the they agreed thing... to that deal. Where does where does where do our ortho, eighteen orthodontists get one point eight trillion dollars anyway? I mean, did I did we go into do the wrong business? You know how expensive dental. I mean, you know how expensive dental work is. You know how much. Like, I mean, dentists make a lot of money, uh, and you know everything's privatized over there. And don't and don't they and, and, and don't don't they know it? They like to to flash their big their their big roll of hundreds. Like every time every time like I'm at Chipotle, we just got a new Chipotle in town, and of course the orthodontists, the dentists are there, like saying, you know what? I'm gonna buy the not only am I gonna get guac, I want double meat on this burrito. You know, Ugh, that's flashing that's their role meat. like some sort of early '90s hip hop artist who just signed a deal 18 minutes ago. It's just not right. No, but Andy, did you know, by the way, that um, custom actions are no, I I completely missed this, probably because I was like dealing with my health problems this year. But apparently in April, they deprecated uh, third party custom actions for the Google Assistant. Hmm. So like they, they stopped enticing companies to make what's like the you know amazon version of skills for the assistant like i completely missed this and so when i saw this little tidbit this week i've just been thinking a lot about how the assistant is slowly getting replaced with bard and it just the whole concept of hey g is going away after seven years Mm. has you know like in the in in the process of a decade less than a decade yeah, but to be fair, is that what a product cycle is for Google? Seven years? Maybe. I mean, to be fair, like I had to be reminded that special uh, special tasks, uh, like you meant, like you mentioned, are an actual thing. Because I've never used any of them. I mean, as much as I like the assistant, and I use it every single day, know, right? That the pie right. the pie chart is majority of that pie is set timers, ask what the weather is, and like maybe read back a note that I right. might have left. As it's, it's mostly about reminders. And it's one of the most exciting things about AI and Bard is the is the concept of maybe I can actually have like a computer with a 100% voice interface that doesn't just trigger something and then respond to that thing that I triggered. If it can be something like I need to solve a problem that is rational for me standing in my kitchen and I'm washing the dishes and something sort something sort of occurred to me that ooh well, what to, uh, uh, is there an Amtrak train early earlier than what i've got booked for friday and have a conversation that lets me change that schedule because i suddenly realized that uh, i I was supposed to be i wanted to take the 1 p.m train but now i want to take the the 10 a.m train and bard would be able to do that natively anyway because the assistant it was so difficult to you're making me think about it now after i've already filed it but no this is good i'm glad that i brought it up with you (laughs) that's annoying that happens all the time well i (laughs) to me i'm being so cynical about it but but you know me, like I'm a Taurus, I'm an earth sign. I really don't like change. It's very hard for me to accept change. It, it's amazing that I change my phone every year, really. <laughs> um, so I don't know, this this thing was just, but it makes sense because I guess what they're going to do is they're going to offer two flavors. So you're going to be able to have a Google assistant, like basic assistant 
on your Android device. And then actually don't know if this is confirmed as of recording this. I'm not sure if this is confirmed. I think I just read it on one of the blogs. It's like, this is what's being floating, what's floating around. But yeah, it's the idea that you would have an on and off switch for Bard. And then you would have the assistant do all the basic stuff, like start timers, open apps, send a message, um, which is probably why they deprecated that. Yeah, and, and, but that thing. but that sounds I hadn't heard that, and and that sounds like a cool way of doing it. Just just like like when you call a real customer service person, that they can like, ooh, um, I can't. Uh, that's 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 a very relevant thing. Would you like me to transfer you over to our oh, dev the team? robot? Well, yeah. no, well, not, not even the real, like a real person where the, the real person, oh, yeah. the real person knows that most of the, most of the time when you call like the, the bakery or the, the grocery store, all you want to know is what time do you close today? Like, but when right. it's like, Hey, do you, uh, like, when's you get, when you, uh, when you're getting, uh, can I get a birthday cake made or like what, how much advanced notice do you need? Like the person at the customer service desk doesn't know that, but Hey, I'll, I'll patch you to like the actual like person who has specific knowledge. So the idea of like a very very basic rudimentary efficient and when i say efficient i also mean uh in a uh, a service that costs very little compute power takes right. very consumes very little electricity to operate but then when it seems like oh he actually wants to rebook uh rebook an amtrak train which is going to cost a, take a lot more energy than this basic system has so yes at that point i will shove you over to like the the bard model and oh i see that he is a subscriber to like google one which means that he's already paid for this because that's that, that that is going to be like one of the biggest problems that everybody has to face the, all the cool stuff is going to have to cost money because it's just it's it's there's if if, if nothing they've got to keep buying up more rainforests to, for for carbon offsets for all the energy that they're that they're burning up just by like creating really funky images of of mickey mouse uh, uh, dancing the merengue uh, on this uh, with uh, with I don't know I, I it's late my brain is it's it's been it's been a very very long day but yeah that's that's, um, that's what I'm talking about just just as a side note I want to let everybody know the source that I got that from was Android Police they posted it like a week ago I was just looking through the headlines um yeah and I guess that's that's there's some evidence. <laughs> that appears to show. Okay. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting time, Andy, after after we get through CES. We got to get through the gadgets at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, because we're doing all this year-end reflections and thinking about the assistant <laughs> and how it got kind of pushed over for Bard. But then, but then the fact that ChatGPT was like the most popular Android app of the year. <laughs> it's wild. Mm. User's choice, excuse me, I should say. It was the user's choice app of the year. So I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was a weird year. I'm feeling weird yeah. about it, looking back on it. It's this. This is the time when, like, we are, now we're now. Was it Spotify that kind of kicked off this trend of? Yes, I'm sorry, I was a part trend. of it today. No, that well, that no, that that's <laughs> fine. But it's it's interesting that now every single service wants to like sort of like be really tactful. Like that, I I really think that there's there is a secretary of tact at every one of these like big services that says that okay he's been listening to ninety percent the exact same albums for the past eight years. You go to if you expand that to bands and artists, it's ninety eight percent the exact same you've been since you first signed for Spotify. 
how do we how how do we present this in the year in review in a way that doesn't seem sarcastic? We'll say you are consistent, sir. You you know what you like. You love. You are a faithful faithful. You, you you know what you are. You're a super fan is what you are, as opposed to <laughs> dude. Like you know, there so Leonard Skinner is just one of many many bands out there. Okay, you know, do you you realize that you realize that like they kept making more music after 1977 when you left high school. Like maybe into the 80s, there's this guy named Elvis Costello, another one named Joe Jackson, merely to name two people who continued to record after and actually didn't even really even make it until after 1977, after after the Reagan administration. Like. We have, we have, we are about to blow your mind. There is this group called Duran Duran, and you think it's a typo, but that really is the name. Two Durans at the same time. Yeah. Uh, well, we got we, we got we got a cool show. Thanks so, for indulging me, by the way. No, 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 no. I, I, we, you call it indulgence. Everyone else calls it conversation, and also and also and also easing. Oh God, is that because I'm a woman and I'm always apologizing for existing? I'm sorry. That was one of those things. Whoops. No, no, but apologizing <laughs> for noting that you're always apologizing is a very like gender associated oh, no. stereotype. I'm not saying that's a. I'm not saying it's a female thing. I'm saying it's a very gender associated stereotype. Okay, let's get to the show before okay. I, I go into myself. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, our our long war with Canada is over with. Uh, we don't have we've. It's, it's. I know that that was probably the big fight that you're having with your relatives over Thanksgiving. The beef, as it were, between Google and and, and Canadians' cultural cultural government on the so-called link tax the law that they passed earlier this year about how Google and Facebook and other people who are considered to be mean to multi-billion-dollar international media corporations by somehow providing news content and directing i don't know what they're about we'll talk about it later but they managed to avert the the complete cessation of all news through google and canada so that's a good thing uh, also um android 14 uh, turns out one of the least less documented feature uh is it will it, developers can detect when you take a screenshot uh, and that's interesting. I, I, I've, I've, that was one of those things that I flagged, like in the in the line at a supermarket, thinking, "Ooh, I'm thinking a lot about this." I like. Oh. I want to talk about this with with Flo. Uh, I have thoughts. And finally, uh, Google says that bumpy Pixel Eight screens are nothing to worry about. Uh, nowhere. Yeah, okay. they're they're yeah. bumps. They're bumps. They're undulations. They're crenellations. There's there is visual. Let's say visual interest. In Pixel I'm 8 sorry. and Pixel 8 Pro Go to screens. a dermatologist, okay? You don't just tell me your skin is okay. You need to go to a dermatologist. <laughs> An old head dermatologist. <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about all of that and I'll probably probably lots of other things too because it is kind of late and this has been a long, long, long work day. Right after this break. Well, the link tax war is over with. Hallelujah. Everyone home for tea and medals. The, yeah, this is... I I really don't I I keep I keep wanting to support this idea of oh well gosh small independent news agencies and news publishers should somehow get some sort of support system from the billions of dollars that social that the Google and Facebook and uh, and other services are generating I don't think that they're necessarily guilty of anything but it would be nice for them to understand like that their the success of their product has an impact on other industries at the same time and and so 
at the same time, the way that these things get implemented makes me like not want to support these things at all. Uh, so rolling back a little bit. So uh, there, Canada passed a uh, passed a law uh, that uh, earlier this year uh, they called the Online News Act. It's one of a lot of different laws that are being proposed internationally as that's it's based on the precept that google to be specific there are a lot of that come under these laws but uh that google is stealing content from from news organizations right. and republishing right. it without paying them any fees whatsoever right, right, right. and they're 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 killing this industry by stealing their hard work and making money off the backs of and the thing is like neither of those and that's that's always the precept behind these laws uh, and 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 the and the the purpose of these law is to say that uh, Facebook and Google et cetera should be paying money should be paying a fee that the publishers have to negotiate are responsible for negotiating and the government should be able to like enforce these negotiations or uh, or or handle arbitration if negotiations don't handle don't fall out the way that the publishers want to and it's again it's bad because it's it's based on two precepts that are not correct which are that like no Google doesn't. Google doesn't actually like, you know, reproduce any of this stuff. It just, when people do a Google search, like, oh, well, here's a, here's a, here's an account that was recently published on the Boston Globe that is relevant to your search. Click this link to go to the Boston Globe site. Uh, and they don't actually make real money off of it. It's, it's, it's sort of indirect in that the fact that, hey, wow, I, I, I needed to find out about this thing. And it took me to a Boston Globe a news article that told me, what I, hey, I'm going to keep using Google search. See, all these things are kind of wrong. And the third part is that almost all of these, they're, all, they're almost all the same sort of boilerplate because they've been basically produced by the same sort of think group, the same sort of like consultants or consultancy group. It basically says that uh, there's the, the, every one of these laws says that, uh, uh, that when a news organization and a company like Google negotiate for, here's what you should be paying us for our involvement, whatever it might be in, in, in enhancing Google news or Google search, uh, that the, that Google can simply say, yeah, we thought we'd just give you some free caps. Uh, like, you know, that, that running dino game, we have baseball caps with a dino on it. So we thought, Hey, how about one of those caps for everybody in the newsroom? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so and the and the and the law says that if they don't like that negotiation, they can say, okay, guess what? We're going to government arbitration, and now instead of just negotiating with our underpaid lawyers, you're going to be essentially dealing with the government that can then put a whole boat bo whole boatload of hurt because they're going to be very much pro news industry uh, and also put really really bad enforcement on it that you're not going to like. So maybe you really want to give us a deal that we really really like. Uh, and the problem is that so it's boilerplate because most of these laws are being promoted and assembled and put together and proposed not by tiny little independent news or agencies, but by billion dollar like news corps, literally by news corp. Uh, and it's one of the end end results of of huge media corporations buying up every local newspaper, every local news outlet. The reason why, you know, with the regulation of the United States of America, where uh, it became possible for one huge media corporation to own uh, to own like TV stations in every single major market so they can basically push out whatever message they want. It's like, this is already a corporation that has an immense amount of power. Now you're giving them even more power. And how is this going to specifically make sure that an independent newspaper 
And a lot of these newspapers are actually literally called The Independent because that's what they've been named for the past 130 years. How are you helping these people stay in business? And it's not really coming out that way. So uh, it, it reached a low ebb earlier this year where uh, Google basically said, okay, you know what? If you pass this law, we're just almost certainly going to stop of uh, making any news product available through Google. Like if you, if you want this to ha- if you want that to happen, go ahead and pass this law. So mm. the announcement later on today that uh, uh, the from the minister of Canadian heritage, no less uh, that uh, Google and, and Canada had negotiated that uh, as uh, I'm quoting the minister of Canadian heritage here, as part of this framework, Google will contribute $100 million in financial support annually that's 100 million canadian that's closer to 74 million dollar us uh indexed to inflation for a wide range of news businesses across the country including independent news businesses and those from indigenous and official language minority communities good google will have the option to work with a single collective to distribute its contribution to all interested eligible news businesses based on the number of full-time equivalent journalists engaged by those businesses. Though, by the way, that, that was another element of these laws. It basically, uh, uh, many countries, the United States included, have laws that basically say that uh, you, that's an antitrust thing. You cannot simply, uh, hmm. you, if, if each, of you, each of you news organizations can negotiate independently with Google, but for you to basically come together and say that, hey, you're going to deal with all of us as a unit, that would, that's, that could be that could break because of antitrust. One of the things about this these laws is basically says, oh no, that's that's particular specifically something they're allowed to do. Um, so there, yeah. So it's uh, I'm glad the Canadians get to still get news through Google. This would affect Google search and Google News. Um, I'm again. Let's 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 hope this works out. It's it's the problem is that oftentimes this comes this can come across as a link tax. By the, I think in France. They tried to come up with something that was similar to that. That basically says that if I run a, a if I want to run a website and you link to like an article on my blog, I can charge you for having like linked to that thing. And everybody who has any knowledge of what the internet is about said, "No, that's not what the internet is about." It's like if you that if you want if you don't want to get traffic from anybody else, you can cre- you can create your your website so that it re- it re- rejects that traffic. That was actually part of Google's argument against all of this. Um, Google uh, published a paper uh, earlier this year, uh, in uh, quoting from this, in 2022, Google sent more than 3.6 billion visits to Canadian news publishers at no charge, helping them make money with ads and new subscriptions. According to Deloitte, this traffic drove an estimated Canadian $250 million worth of value each year. And then they also mentioned that, well, look, and if you don't want traffic from Google News, if you don't want traffic from Google Search, Again, we have documented how you can make that happen. Just simply, if it offends you that we're, quote, stealing your content and sending you traffic, just flip the switch and we will no longer do so. So, yeah, that's that's it's it's kind of it's kind of a bummer. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that they settled it. This I'm also glad that um, as much as I've as much as I have spent the past five minutes arguing that a. trillion dollar company is is being persecuted for by people who are who are selfish i don't think it's wrong to hope that a company like google would say you know what there are a lot of independent news uh, news organizations that are kind of taking it in the neck not because of google search but actually because of google ads uh, the problem with all this was i think uh that the digital ads business absolutely like torpedoed all of the normal profit centers that independent newspapers and independent organizations like that had. 
because digital ads are a better product from the point of view of the advertisers. That said, this is why. I, okay, I'll, I'll I'll stop I'll stop I'll stop ranting about this. But this is I, I just realized that it kind of falls into my overall philosophy that um, you can't necessarily protect a business or even individuals from how the world how technology changes the world this is why it's important for societies to have a huge and ample safety net a big social safety net net so that if you're in, if you're suddenly if suddenly your button hook corporation like nobody knew they, they come up with laces and now they don't need button hooks anymore you can't there's no way to get the button hook industry like keeping it on its feet however you can make sure that the people who are thrown into chaos by a change in the industry have a couple of years to figure out how to move on to the next thing and when you take when you both like uh, allow industry to make these make these impacts and also don't care what happens to people like oh well i know you're you're being paid at the poverty just above the poverty line anyway and you're going to be thrown out in the street in a month and a half because you weren't able to build up any savings whatsoever well it sucks to be you that's that's not that's not what a good society does yeah, I'm feeling really frustrated as like a person in media right now because everything just feels really stalled. But at the same time, like we're seeing that link taxes aren't it's it's not it's not so good for the little guys in the places that it's been implemented so far. Um but I am also curious like how much I'm curious about how much big government is going <laughs> Sorry to put it like that. I'm curious how much they're going um, to care about yeah. that because what big government is. I'm sorry, I'm calling it that again, but is this is just to when I say it this way, I'm talking about the system around it, the one that is very flawed. Of course, um, it feels all just like a big show to be like, oh, we're going to protect you and and all of this and all of that and. You know, we're going to like democratize this stuff and we're going to do this great stuff to the Internet. But like it's actually it's causing it's just bringing more bridges between all the big wigs above us. The big of yeah. the big tech, the the big, big news corps, you know, the ones that are. Yeah. That, that that's yeah. what that's what I think that I, I sort of inefficiently was talking about earlier. That the reason why these laws exist and they're being promoted is not because there is a widespread uh, ground roots eff- grassroots effort amongst legislators to say, "Hey, we think we my own local paper has, just got shut down after being in business for 140 years. Wow. This this is no longer my my big city that I live in used to be a four newspaper town. Now it's barely got one. We there must be some way that we can help keep into keep local local the value of local bit." local news afloat it's like no a multi-billion dollar international news corporation one of which is actually called news corporation that already mm-hmm. owns the wall street journal that already owns pretty much every major uh in news news outlet with clout has used its money and its political influence to get these laws yeah. put into place and that's yeah. something that shouldn't be overlooked when we have these discussions Oh God, Andy! Remember when the internet was free and you could just do whatever the hell you wanted on it? Which maybe wasn't so good in some circles, but I it was fine where I was. Yeah, well, it was. <laughs> and I was, it was in AOL chat rooms with some weirdos. Yeah, but I there was you go. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think I think what I really miss is that a lot of the squabbles were very very like low stakes. Like I, I remember, yeah. like as a 15, 16 year old 
like uh i'm not understanding like oh i'm, I'm a little bit older than that but i'm just correcting myself in advance but like uh, when the web started to become a thing and oh my god the standards bureau uh, the standards organization mm. was thinking about having encryption as uh, secure connections and encryption uh, as a specification and all the hippies like all like the People who are working like on like huge oh. like IBM mainframes, the kind with the, with the floor That's panels that get, that you remove with suction cups to get at the cables, and like that stereotypical haven't washed, don't really wear shoes, but they're the only people who know how to make this COBOL system work, <laughs> so they can be absolute jerks. Say, excuse me, but the principle of computers is that like <laughs> once you have the ability to hide things, then the people who have things to hide are going to be able to use and yes. exploit. And like, yes, and it also means that people who might want to hurt me won't be, will it'll make it harder for them to hurt me. And it will make it easier for, oh, God, you're such a bunch of bloody hippies. Just, you know, go, uh, I, I don't know. Generation X, our, 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 our normal, our, 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 our normal enemies are the hippies, culturally. That, that, was, that was before <laughs> we settle upon, like, ad, early in our, in our tenure as a generation, say, you know what? We don't even care enough about hippies to make them our enemies. We just are going to ignore them, and we're going to hope that we get ignored as well. Uh, But don't ignore this. We're going to be taking another break, and then we're going to be talking about bubbles, tiny bubbles. And if you think I'm not going to use that. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) No, that's fine. I was going to sing, but that's fine. I'm glad that you you didn't actually sing it, but also (laughs) we'll be back after this. We we will be repairing our our professional relationship after this. During during no, well you know what we don't need we don't need to to air our dirty laundry. We will like do that behind the scenes, but we'll be back after this. Okay, we're back, and I, the, the, there there is no there is no friction. This is not a hall and oats situation. Okay. Oh God! Uh, yeah. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, what a dark year. Uh, Yes. Again, I still don't know who which who is who, but hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> there, there are there are some things that like I, I don't know if tiny if the, the Don Ho song "Tiny Bubbles" is as 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 up there with more cowbell, but there are some like, cultural touchstones where as soon as the phrase enters into the input hopper of the brain, yes. another part of the brain comes back with oh, oh that Don Ho song "Tiny Bubbles in the Wine" and like and I and I have to suppress like normally I have to suppress this sort of thing. Because like you don't want to be the person who only speaks in terms of like pop culture references, who who, who acts as the. But I am that person. No, no, that's 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 fine. We're we're in conversation. And and to and to be fair, you probably saved us some trouble because I was probably going to try to sing it, and I'm still coughing a little bit, and that probably would have caused like a ten minute. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't want to do that to your voice today. Save that, Andy. We're we're gonna need it for a bit in the future. Okay. Uh, Certainly. Exactly. This is why. This is why it's it's good that we're working this together. Okay, so let's talk about those tiny bubbles in the OLED. So, like, very, does it bother you that we're eight generations into the Pixel line, and still, every single time, Google can create a great phone that we love, that we think legitimately is a is uh, the equal of the iPhone or any Samsung S series, that is an amazing value for the money, but we're still like. What sort of really stupid hardware build quality issue is going to come up that's going to make me embarrassed that I recommended this or embarrassed that I spent a thousand dollars on one of these flagship phones? It's not is the it was so I don't think that most people who follow the Pixel line were thinking that gee 
I hope that there are no such issues with the Pixel 8. It was just, we don't know what's going to be, but it's going to be something. Okay, what it turns out to be is that there are bumps. A lot of people are seeing bumps uh, on the OLED screen under the cover glass of both the Pixel 8 and the Pixel 8 Pro. They're not they're not distracting. They are like smaller than the head of a common pin, actually. And in terms of bumps, they're, again, maybe just little outdentations again like the head of a common pin you can only really see it if the screen is off and you sort of hit the screen with like a raking light that throws like all anything that's not completely flat into into shadow um however this is the first phone i've ever heard of that has this sort of quirk this sort of like little bit of individual style and flair and why um so uh, it's Google Google has said that uh, th- this new defect defect is absolutely nothing to worry about and demonstrating how they're willing to not just talk the talk on that but actually walk the walk they don't intend to worry about it uh, they're not going to make they, that's not considered a manufacturing defect under warranty or anything like that uh, so no of course they're not going to be offering replacements under warranty uh, don't you feel embarrassed for having asked such a stupid question you moron so uh, their official statement was quote pixel 8 phones have a new display I'm going to pause here saying, how does that, why is that you in know, any you know way why, relevant? Andy, you know why? Because we are all the beta testers for Google's products. But but it's like, it's a, okay, it's a new display, but like, but it's, it's OLED. It's not like they, it's not like they made. It's brand they, new OLED. Andy, it's, nobody's ever used OLED uh, before. Come on. <sighs> It's Come like, on, okay, I mean, that, that was what they led with. It was a one paragraph uh, statement they made, I think first in nine to five, Google could have been someplace else, but they're, this is what they're, they're, they're cutting and pasting to everybody uh, in the news who asks, uh, uh, continuing when the screen is turned off, not in use and in specific lighting conditions, fair, some users may see impressions from components in the device that look like small bumps. I'm going to pause again. So you're saying that these weren't just like very, very inconsequential manufacturing defects that were not affecting every screen and wasn't enough to throw out a perfectly good component. You're saying that you have packed this thing so tightly that components underneath the display are causing bulges in the display. This does not make me feel better about like what's going to happen with this phone one day after the warranty expires completely. If there's a dead pixel, if there's like a line of dead pixels oh, yeah. because... Because what, what happens when, like, this has been in my pocket for an, for, for an eon? What happens when it's dropped a couple times? What happens when, like, it's squashed because I sat on it and I don't know. This, that, that does not make me feel better. Uh, but finishing up their statement, quote, there is no functional impact to Pixel 8 performance or durability. You don't know that. This is the Pixel 8 has been out for a month now. We, we will know about whether it has any impact on durability once we have actual durability data on this phone. So, yeah, that's that's not Which good. Which I can't test. Like, I can't test the durability of these things. They, I don't, I don't really, I never quite asked, actually. Maybe I'll ask at CES. I'm going to ask them. What do you, do you guys, do you guys expect us to give these back to you in one piece? <laughs> you know? factoring and manufacturing defects um, that occur. I also figure I'm probably not going to see it because I'm not using this phone every day, carrying it around in a pocket, having it like deal with friction and, you know, skin oils and all that. Um, But I wonder if when they were talking about the display, they're talking about this being super actua. (laughs) 
Super Actua. Wait, what's it called? It's called Super Actua, right? I don't remember. Super Actua display. That's what they call it. Okay. That's totally not a made up word. That has been an industry specification for way before my grandparents came to this country. Or like, Wait, really? so, I th- so, 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 so I imagine we're supposed to think when we see, Ooh, did he say super actual display? Wow. I know it's supposed to be about display brightness, but I wonder if, okay. I, I'm just assuming, I'm assuming if they're saying it's new, it's like, this is, you know, but I'm so tired of being a guinea pig. Yeah, but but yeah, but it's not even being a guinea pig. It's the idea that like, no, they can't. The, the, these users can't be the first pe- people to have noticed this as things were coming off the assembly line, and like this would have been a re- this would have been a rejectable problem for almost any flagship operate operator. It's like when you try to sell a phone for less than three hundred dollars, I think that naturally you're going to expect a lot of corners to be cut like again if it for again durability has not been demonstrated so that also means that for all we know this is not a problem long term and again if it's a problem that you can only even detect when the screen is off and you're looking to see is this display 100 flat underneath the glass then that's not really that is not a functional problem however this is a flagship phone Okay, this is this is being they're trying to position this uh, in the same breath as the as the best iPhones, as the best Samsung phones, and if even if mm. and, and and even on top of that, it's like if I spend a thousand dollars, if I spend two hundred fifty dollars for a phone again, I expect that there's a reason why that's the that's inexpensive, and one of those reasons why is that they decided to like reduce the reject rate on uh, on manufactured uh, devices where they say you know what this is not going to affect performance at all way we're going to put this in a box and ship it whereas uh, it costs money to say that ooh damn there's a little scratch here so okay we're going to have to put this into B stock or just reject it altogether okay but this is a flagship phone at flagship prices for when I take a thousand dollar phone out of the box and I'm, I'm using as my podcast timer here the uh, Pixel Six mm-hmm. Pro that I still love still works great that I spent like eleven hundred dollars for like if I got that out of the box and it was not perfect. I would be saying you need to fix this. You need to make me happy. If uh, if if I if I took like my new iPad out of the box and there was like a nick like in the metal frame around it, which of course doesn't affect anything whatsoever, I'm like, guess what? You are going to go into the back. You're going to swap out this one for another new one, and we're going to keep this, keep going with this until I find one that is not scratched, nicked, dinged, or has any is anything short of perfect because I'm paying twelve hundred dollars for what you're positing as a really super premium device. It's, it's Remember this happened. This happened to Sony with the PlayStation Portable, the very first gen, the PSP, where they had the PSPs had de- dead pixels, and I remember the oh. internet being like, "Hey, we went, and we bought our PSP. Who's got dead pixels?" And I remember I had one dead pixel, and so I went back and I traded it in for one without. It was, it was so ridiculous, right? But it was the thing was four hundred bucks, which was a yeah. lot for <laughs> minimum wage back then. Was not good. I mean, it's still right. not, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and it's not like Google is the only company that's that's been involved with this. Apple too has had their issues where, like, uh, where it's like, hey, we decided that if you have fewer than five dead pixels on this display, that's not considered a defect. And Ugh, I'm saying, yeah, I can notice the dead pixels every time I light up this screen and do yeah. something with this phone or iPad or laptop. I feel like a fool. Because you've sold me a defective yeah. display that you're saying is not that I'm just going to have to deal with no matter how much money I spend on this thing. 
And that is just so galling. And that's the sort of thing that makes me not want to buy the next version of this thing. And that's and that's why, like, every time that there's a new Pixel and I'm asked for opinions on it or I read a review, part of it is that, oh, God, are, they gonna, are we going to find out that, like, after one month of burn-in, like, there's a barely detectable but detectable halo of yellow in the display underneath where the battery charger is? And Google's going to say it doesn't affect performance. Very few people are complaining about this. And no, this doesn't this doesn't qualify for warranty replacement. Like, am I going to have to like apologize to to my cousin that I said that? Ooh, this is a really good phone. I like it a lot because now you're dealing with like a yellow splotch that really shouldn't be there. Like, oh, I have so many ways for my cousin to already think I'm an idiot. Why? Should, why do I want to <laughs> let let a, a 1.4 trillion dollar company add to it? Well. Well, I, I I think there is a right to perfection as 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 as, as above a certain. No, level, I but, agree. I yeah. agree. I agree. Well, uh, but, but we got well last last story that was another one of those things that kind of like gave me sort of a hmm moment. Uh, and so this is a feature in Android 14 that, uh, like we said at the top of the show, it's not a marquee feature. It's more of a developer feature. It solves a bunch of problems, but it also raises some questions. So uh, they uh, so. Android 14 has a feature available to developers called screenshot detection, uh, where it, uh, if you uh, wire up your app to support screenshot detection, then whenever the user hits the buttons on the device that that create a, that take a screenshot, the app will be informed that this thing has happened. Uh, and it's actually an important facility for developers because for a lot of, there are a lot of reasons why they may not want you to be able to take a screenshot. Like again, like if you're, if you're using an app like signal where the whole point is security, well, a screenshot that gets synced to Google photos is not very secure. Is it uh, Snapchat, which the whole point is that what you share with somebody will disappear, go to the, go to the land of ghosts and winds forever. It will never be you, people. It will never be something that other that potential employers will be able to find like two or three, four years in the future. So there is, and to say nothing of DR people who have like DRM content, like Netflix or whatever, it's like, uh, we'll get to that <laughs> a little bit later. So, and, and, but and it's, it's important enough that developers use a lot of workarounds in Android 13 and previously to try to detect when a screenshot has been made. Usually it takes the form of, I'm going to have my app observe the entire file system and get triggered whenever there's a file that has suddenly appeared in a place where we think that a screenshot would probably appear that in itself is a security is a security problem so google decided to say okay guess what we will give you this facility you will simply get your app will get notified uh, we'll get like a, a trigger event that says oh a screenshot has just been like a screenshot key press has just been put in um if you do not if the app supports it and does nothing just simply observes it then the uh, then android 14 will put a little blurb in the end at the bottom of the standard like ui you know how after you take a sh- screenshot it mm-hmm. puts that little deck here's some editing tools it will say oh by the way this app has detected that you have taken a screenshot however the app does have the ability to sort of interfere with that and sort of disable that because all, all that happens is that be before it's before android 14 takes the next step if i've read the developer docs correctly it uh, if the response from the app is is to block uh, the screenshot from happening, it can actually do that. Um, so this is why it's kind of weird to me, or excuse me, again, it's it's an interesting sort of conversation to have uh, because again, I'm not sure that I need to. They're 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 very they're very important privacy issues here that again 
if you put something on Instagram stories, there are many times where I do take screenshots of an Instagram story because, you know, the when a lot of people like they they put something on Instagram stories and say, oh, I'm going to have this little descriptive or this little like blurb of text that's going to be about three pixels high and on an angle. And by the way, there's like a timer that says that's going to flip to the next thing. So if I don't mm-hmm. like take a screenshot and then like blow it up, I won't be able to read like what this caption is. I've done that a lot. And there are oftentimes where I use screenshots. Like, do you use screenshots this way too? I often use it just basically as a quick like notepad that, oh, I need to remember this or, oh, I need to follow up on this or that's something interesting. Or maybe uh, I've got, th- this is my last free article of the month on on the New Yorker. So if I want to like be able to refer back to this later, I need to screenshot this right now because I might not be able to get back at this later. Uh, so there are a lot of legit reasons why people take screenshots. But again, a lot of them are v- I wouldn't say violating the privacy of the of person who has put information on the screen to begin with, but maybe that something that should be subject to control. Uh, but I, there's, I, I can't get around the idea that like I should be able to be in control of this device that way. You know, that if something is on the screen, I should be able to capture it. And I agree. And my other worry is that developers or especially particularly with like really, really big expensive big valuable corporations that that run these apps i'm mm-hmm. sorry that i'm sorry everybody that i'm sounding like such a commie so, so for, for for all my complaints for all my from my complaints about hippies like when i was a kid like i i there's not there's a hippie note too but what what, what i'm saying is that like uh if a, a developer of like a big social media app decides that well that is some people a screenshot is some, not something that helps our app that helps our business model that helps our engagement so why would we allow them to do that just as simply as a matter of policy we are going to disable screenshotting just for just on on the basis of our our own dogma and not let people do it and it's also super obnoxious when uh any app that hosts and plays drm content like netflix like apple tv plus like uh uh like the the Kindle app now that's the now that the Kindle app is doing like doing all the comic books and there's no comicsology app it's like there is nothing illegal for me to take a screen grab from a video that is specifically protected by copyright yeah. law and so so well I know you have that right They're but so I'm just going to block you, I'm just going to block you from doing that just on principle I I feel like there's a lot of work a lot of potential for abuse here yeah, I don't I don't like it. It's going to change just kind of the way that we interact with our screens. And not only that, but it's going to make it really hard for people to make a TikToks where they talk about the bonus scenes from Sister Wives because really <laughs> the way that that's done is through a screen recording from the app and the browser. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I you know you know, yeah. and, and, it's, and it's also going to potentially the, the the worst case scenarios here are also pretty di- damn bad because sometimes the reason why yes, you screenshot yes. something is that you are on a private messaging app and someone is engaging in threatening or abusive behavior and you need to document that. And so now if the if the app developer says it, it would be bad if the app developer says, oh, well, we're not going to let you document this. So let's just make sure that this all this all remains just hearsay between you and this person. Worse, it could. They, there could be – I could see a whole bunch of conference room meetings that end in a lot of spirited debate and the negotiated – very, very the, – the, the negotiated solution 
uh, that ends with a round of applause around the around the table for with all the factions getting together. It's that okay? Well, what if we let people screenshot, but we will automatically notify the person at the other end of that conversation that oh, by the way, the person you've been talking to has just screenshotted what you just said. Like oh, great! So now my abuser knows that I've been like I might be holding them accountable to like what they've just done. Thank you. I feel safer and better already. Plus, like, what if somebody says something really bad on the internet? You need to screenshot it. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but, but, but we need but, receipts and evidence. You need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, what will all those videos on TikTok about, like, oh, some social media person you've never heard of is in a beef with another social media person you never heard of, and ooh, they brought the receipts. Like, I, there are receipts about things that I don't care about. I don't. <laughs> It's like the Mitch Hedberg joke about you bought a donut and they got a receipt with the donut saying, I will know I will never need to prove that I bought a donut. <laughs> like, great. You, you, you got the receipts that I, I, I'm glad that you screenshotted it. I'm glad that you made a you spent like a couple of hours making a TikTok video about this, but hours. OK, 20 minutes, but who cares? Even even 20 minutes about, you know what, may, maybe this person's new eyeliner line is not going to shift history as much as as the next presidential election with or or maybe as much as the next you episode of, of a good teacher you of little faith you think eyeliner doesn't have that impact i was about to say i'm not an eyeliner user not having been in, not have not having been in a band in the 1980s i, I missed the whole I was like new say, wave moment. andy i think i think you could have really anyway i'm just saying you could have pulled it off I could still can. Well, I still can. <laughs> oh no! I really can. You made me laugh. Uh, <coughs> I am a taste maker, after all. Uh, <laughs> well, we got a members a members only episode coming up for uh, people who are are members of the Relay FM Mighty Network, and actually, we are part of the the, the Black Friday horrible thing where we're making where people are trying to get you to spend more money, but you're spending more money on good things. Uh, so we're mm-hmm. having a twenty percent discount on memberships. Uh, so if you go to GiveRelay.com, you get twenty percent off until December fifteenth. Use coupon code Holidays twenty twenty four, and it really is a nice package. You get uh, and, and and any no matter when you buy this uh, buy your membership, you get members only perks like like these bonus episodes that we and everybody Relay mm-hmm. FM do special wallpapers, special like special specials, uh, and it's great. You can also gift a membership. So if you have a fan, if you know someone who's a big fan of any of the Relay.fm podcasts, you can actually give them the gift of, oh, you know how you've been a regular listener of material or whatever for the past two or three years? How would you like to have twice as many episodes to draw from that you've missed because you have not been a membership? Follow la 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 la. <laughs> Uh, so thank you to everybody who's already a member. Thank you to all of our new members that we're hoping to be coming on board at any time. We are very grateful to our members. And I think that hope, hopefully it gets reflected in the bonus stuff that we actually do. Uh, Flo, like, what, what, anything you, you want to tease uh, outside of the uh, podcast sphere? Yes, my Pixel Watch 2 review actually posted uh, right before Thanksgiving. So if you want to go check that out, it's at Gizmodo. You can, or you can Google it. Gizmodo, Florence Ion, Pixel Watch Two, and it will come up. <laughs> and and in Canada, we'll be we'll be getting a little taste, like when you Google it, exactly. and it takes you to because we are not going to stand idly by while Google helps people to find the stuff that exactly. we write on the internet by typing in our last names. Exactly. Okay. 
other than that, you can find me at Oh That Flow on every social network except X. Exactly. I I I have done a soft quit. <laughs> exactly. I, I've I've done a soft quit of X as well. Like and after, I'm so glad to see you on Threads. Like yeah. it feels so. It feels like I just needed it for the um, muscle memory to be able to just log in and like see see y'all appear, and then I'm good. I'm good. It's not. I don't have the same obsession as Twitter. It feels yeah. good. Yeah, it 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 ran its race. So we we have probably what, what what do you figure like a good fourteen months to enjoy Threads and Blue Sky before all the people who've ruined Twitter decide, oh well we we, we don't want to use yeah, Twitter it's either. We got to come there. here. The algorithm is already yeah. surfacing. Some I try I try I try so I try so hard not to complain about things on Threads. Because it's so is not not, not that I, not Me that too. I'm not that I'm ashamed of like having like complained about things on Twitter, but it's like I'm not I yes I am as enraged by what a politician whoever did and what they're threatening to do if they get more power. I am not going to be the hundredth person in somebody's Twitter feed or Threads feed or whatever to be upset about this. They already people already know about this. I'm going to get, I am going to find something doubly goofy. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm upset, I'm going to find something doubly goofy to put in my, thre- in my threads feed uh, for <laughs> things like that. Uh, and <laughs> I am a not go on threads. Uh, I am still a not go on X. Like I said, I, I soft quit as opposed to rage quit. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my, I, Same. I don't really post there anymore. I do check in because that's where a lot of people like go to like at me on a comment so that they know that I will see it. Uh, but my, my, my new pinned tweet is, uh, a picture of Bob and Ray, the comedy duo, and they would always, end they would always end their shows by right, right. If you get work hang and hang by your thumbs. And so it's like that with that caption and like links to every other social media presence that exists, because I, I wouldn't put it past the captain X to say, Ooh, I, I got an algorithm that finds people who've said, oh, I hate Twitter. I'm not using it anymore. And now we're going to, now we're going to, uh, we're going to take over that, that defunct account and use it to promote the cyber truck. Like, okay. I mean, I go ahead. I don't care. But I would, I would, I would, I would like to, I like to imagine like some sort of like stop motion puppet version of, uh, of Elon Musk, kind of like the heat miser, you know, <laughs> and, and, and any holiday <sighs> special, like, he hasn't quit his account and he's keeping it just active enough that according to our terms of service i can't take it over for my own nefarious purposes and he stamps his foot and then like a overhanging snow like bank like falls on his head and he goo and then we cut to a commercial for dolly madison snack cakes uh but yes spell my last name i-h-n-a-t-k-o on any of those services and you'll probably find something related to me if not actually me uh, everybody, thank you. Oh, 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 by the way, of course, go to uh, relay.fm to get, get our show notes, even if you're not a member, uh, because we always put our links to all that kind of stuff uh, all the way over there. But that's going to be it for us for this week. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to us this time. We hope you're going to be listening to us again next week. And until then, everybody, please have a happy, safe, and healthy seven days. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.